Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom recently i was doing some reading for a talk to be given on shri ramana maharishi as most of you probably know shri ramana maharishi is recognized as one of the greatest vedanta masters a jeevan mukta free while living he lived from 1879 to 1950 but his talks and works live on a lot of his conversations with different devotees were recorded and here are some of his cryptic answers d is devotee and m is maharishi or master i quote a visitor asked what to do to get moksha maharishi says learn what moksha is d should i do worship upasana for it m maharishi worship is for mind control chitta nirodha and concentration devotee asks should i do idol worship is there any harm in it m so long as you think you're the body there is no harm devotee how to get over the cycle of births and deaths maharishi learn what it means devotee should i not leave my wife and family maharishi how do they harm you first find out who you are devotee should one not give up wife wealth and home maharishi learn first what samsara is is all that samsara have there not been men living amongst them and getting realization devotee what are the steps of practical training sadhana for it m it depends on the qualifications and the nature of the seeker d i am doing idol worship m go on with it it leads to concentration of the mind become one pointed and everything will be fine people think that moksha is somewhere yonder and should be sought out but they are wrong moksha is knowing the self within the self concentrate and you will get it your mind is the cycle of birth and death that is samsara d My mind is very unsteady. What should I do? M. Fix your attention on any single thing and try to hold on to it. All will be right. D. I find concentration difficult. M. Go on practicing. Your concentration will be as easy as breathing. That will be the crown of your achievements. D. 
Are not abstinence and pure food helpful? M. Yes, all that is good. D. Do I not require yoga? M. What is it but the means to concentration? D. To help concentration, is it not good to have some aids? M. Breath regulation, pranayama helps. D. Is it not possible to get a vision of God? M. Yes. You see this and that. Why not see God? Only you must know what God is. All are seeing God always, but they do not know it. You find out what God is. People see, yet they don't see, because they don't know God. D. Should I not go on with repetition of mantras like Krishna or Rama's name when I worship images? M. Mental japa is very good. It helps meditation. Mind gets identified with the repetition. And then you get to know what puja really is. The losing of one's individuality in that who is worshipped. D. Is Paramatma always different from us? M. That is the common belief, but it is wrong. Think of him as not different from you. And then you achieve identity of the Atma with God. D. Is it not the Advaita teaching to become one with God? M. Where is becoming? The thinker is all the while real. He ultimately realizes the fact. Sometimes we forget our identities as in sleep and dreams. But God is perpetual consciousness. D. Is not the master's guidance necessary besides idol worship? N. How did you start it without advice? Oh, from sacred books, D says. M. Yes. Someone tells you of God or Bhagwan himself tells you. In the latter case, God himself is your master. What does it matter who the master is? We really are one with the master or Bhagavan. The master is God. One discovers it in the end. And there is no difference between the human guru and Guru, that is God. D. Will not a wise master be a great help in pointing out the way? Yes. If you go on working with the light available, you will meet your master as he himself will be seeking you. D. Is there a difference between prapattihi, self-surrender and the path of the yoga of the seers? M. Jnana Marga and Bhakti Marga, Prapattihi, are one and the same. Self-surrender leads to realization just as inquiry does. Complete self-surrender means you have no further thought of I. Then all your samskaras are washed off and you are free. You cannot continue as a separate entity at the end of either course. D. 
Do we not go to Swarga as a result of our actions? M. That is as true as the present existence. But if we inquire who we are and discover the self, what need is there to think of Swarga, etc.? D. Should I not try to escape rebirth? M. Yes. Find out who is born and who has the trouble of existence now. When you are asleep, do you think of rebirth or even the present existence? So find out from where the present problem arises. There itself is the solution. You will discover that there is no birth, no present trouble or unhappiness. All is that, all is ananda. We are free from rebirth. In fact, why fret over the misery of rebirth? An educated visitor asked Bhagwan about Dvaita and Advaita. And Maharishi said, Identification with the body is Dvaita. Non-identification is Advaita. The general strain for most questions by Maharishi would be, Who is it that says that I is not perceptible? Is there an I ignorant? and an I elusive? Are there two eyes in the same person? Ask yourself these questions. It is the mind which says that I is not perceptible. Where is that mind from? Know the mind. You will find that it is a myth. King Janaka said, I have discovered the thief who had been ruining me for so long. And now we'll deal with him and be happy. Similarly, it will be with others. Devotee asks, how to know the I? So I is pronoun M. The I is always there. There is no knowing it. It is not a new knowledge that is acquired. What is new and not here and now will be evanescent only. The I is always there. There is obstruction to its knowledge and it is called ignorance. Remove the ignorance and knowledge shines forth. In fact, this ignorance or even knowledge is not for the Atma. They are only overgrowths to be cleared off. That is why Atma is said to be beyond knowledge and ignorance. It remains as it naturally is. That is all. D. There is no perceptible progress in spite of our attempts. M. Progress can be spoken of in things to be obtained afresh. Whereas here, it is the removal of ignorance and not acquisition of knowledge. What kind of progress can be expected in the quest for the self? D. How to remove the ignorance? M. While lying in bed in Tiruvannamalai, you dream in your sleep that you find yourself in another town. The scene is real to you. Your body remains here on your bed in a room. Can a town enter your room or 
could you have left this place and gone elsewhere leaving the body here both are impossible therefore your being here and seeing another town are both unreal they appear real to the mind the eye of the dream soon vanishes then another eye speaks of the dream this eye was not in the dream both the eye of the waking state and the dream state are unreal there is a substratum of the mind which continues all along giving rise to many scenes and i rises forth with every thought and with its disappearance that i also disappears many eyes are born and die every moment the subsisting mind is a real trouble that is a thief according to janaka find him out and you will be happy d how does a grahastha fair in the scheme of moksha m why do you think you are a grahastha householder if you go out as a sanyasi a monk a similar thought that you are a sanyasi will haunt you whether you continue in the household or renounce it and go to the forest your mind haunts you the ahankara is the source of thoughts it creates the body and the world and makes you think you are a grahastha if you renounce the world it will only substitute the thought sanyasi for grahastha and the environment of the forest for that of the household but the mental obstacles are always there they even increase in new surroundings there is no help in the change of environment the obstacle is the mind it must be got over whether at home or in the forest if you can do it in the forest why not in the home therefore why change the environment your efforts can be made even now in whatever environment you may be the environment never abandons you according to your desire look at me i left home look at yourself you have come home leaving the home environment what do you find here is this different from what you left even if one is immersed in nirvikalpa samadhi for years together when he emerges from it he will find himself in the environment which he is bound to have that is the reason for shankaracharya emphasizing sahaja samadhi in preference to nirvikalpa samadhi in his excellent work viveka chudamani one should be spontaneous samadhi that is in one's pristine state that which one is always in the midst of every environment one thing to note is when ramana maharishi says the obstacle is the mind he means the reality we attach to all that the mind says d how long is a guru necessary for self realization m 
Guru is necessary so long as there is the Laghu. So we understand that Guru also means heavy and Laghu means light. Laghu is due to the self-imposed but wrong limitations on the self. God on being worshipped bestows steadiness in devotion which leads to surrender. On the devotee surrendering, God shows his mercy by manifesting as the Guru. The Guru, otherwise God, guides the devotee, saying that God is in you and he is the self. This leads to introversion of the mind and finally to realization. Effort is necessary up to the state of realization. Even then, the self should spontaneously become evident. Otherwise, happiness is not complete. Up to that state of spontaneity, there must be effort in some form or another. D asks a follow-up question. But our work-a-day life is not compatible with such efforts. Maharishi replies, Why do you think that you are active? Just take the example of your arrival here. You left home in a cart, took a train, alighted at the railway station here, got into a bullock cart there and found yourself in this ashram. When asked, you say that you travelled here all the way from your town. Is it true? Is it not a fact that you just remained as you were and there were movements of the different conveyances that you took all along the way? Just as you thought those movements were your own, so too your other activities. They are not your own. They are God's activities. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful and offering insight, I do hope you will consider sharing this with your friends, family or on social media. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then... Our monthly newsletter, Arshavidya Bharati, is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings, and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, 
please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com that's s-w-a-m-i-n-i-j-i at discoveratma.com as always thank you for listening and we meet next week